Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. The L.A. Dodgers have moved Clayton Kershaw back. He was scheduled to start on Tuesday, but will now take the hill on Wednesday. Dustin May will start in his place against the Marlins on Tuesday. Jose Alvarado is closing in on a return for the Tampa Bay Rays. He's been out with an oblique injury. Gabe Kapler announced via Todd Zalecki of MLB.com that John Malley has been let go as hitting coach. He's been replaced by former manager Charlie Manuel. After his grievance was denied, Antonio Brown has returned to Oakland Raiders camp. He has also posted to social media in search of a helmet he can use. And Colts owner Jim Ursay said Andrew Luck is dealing with, quote, a small little bone issue. He does add some detail into the injury that has sidelined Andrew Luck, but does not give us much of an idea of what his prognosis is near term. I'm Dan Trapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here, solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Tuesday afternoon as... We get closer to the start of the football season. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aron88. And check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. And head on over there now and become a subscriber if you want to win. Again, you can check out the content. Some of it there is free, but it will definitely put you in position to make the playoffs and hopefully win your league. Tons of information there. If you use the promo code RONUS50, you get your first two months for the price of one. We got our preseason pro picks up from many high-stakes players, including our very own Dr. Roto and Sean Childs, as well as Mark Deming, former number one player, Kimmer Schleicher, who won the Fantasy Football World Championships two years ago, Brad Cruz, an excellent high-stakes player, uh, Fantasy Taz, Bill Enright, mine will be out next week. But each of us gives a sleeper, a bust, a bounce back player, a breakout, and a stash in cash. And again, last year, players on this list included Patrick Mahomes, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, James White, Matt Ryan, LaShawn McCoy. Yes, McCoy has the bust. So if you avoided that landmine in round three, that worked out well for you. Because, yes, it is very important to get our breakouts, to get our sleepers, but just as important is to uh, avoid those players in the first couple rounds that are going to sink your team or put you in a position where you have to really claw your way out and hit the waiver wire hard or make trades if you are in a league where you can trade. So, so it's just as important to avoid some players if there are signs there. Now, we cannot predict injuries all the time, and there's going to be some bad luck with injuries. With other players, they have a history there. So you know it's the possibility or percentage is high. But you can check out all those preseason pro picks. Now, as part of our draft kit, we have in-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs, one of the top high-stakes players around. He will join me this afternoon coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. So stay tuned for that. He's also done his fantasy football analysis on the top 36 wide receiver ADP, top running backs ADP, and quarterbacks, and much more. Uh, updated rankings, uh, went through and made some changes yesterday. I will continue to do so on a daily basis. So I have a draft tomorrow. I have a draft on Sunday. So I will be updating that daily. And as I've said before, just 
print it out before your draft. Don't do it days in advance because there will be changes. So make sure you have the latest up-to-date uh, rankings there. Also have uh, you know a ton of content here. Player debates looking at Stefan Diggs versus Julian Edelman. Zach Ertz versus George Kittle, which we touched upon a little bit towards the end of last hour. Looking at uh, breakout receivers, five value quarterbacks, five value running backs, five value wide receivers. So there's a lot up there. Some players that are overvalued and undervalued, kind of break it down and go through the numbers. So got a lot of content up there, and we'll continue to add more by the day. We are also contributing to Sports Illustrated, driving their fantasy section. Have an article up looking at quarterback strategy from yesterday and some of the quarterbacks you can look at late in your draft and how to attack the quarterback position, specifically in the Fantasy Football World Championships. Also, a debate with Frankie Tadeo on Todd Gurley, whether you should invest an early pick on him. So we take opposing viewpoints and uh, duel it out. And you can look at that and see who you agree with. Or maybe you're in the middle, but Todd Gurley certainly is someone that you have to make an important decision about in your fantasy drafts, even though we probably will not see him at all during the preseason. If you are playing DFS baseball, we have you covered. Articles every day, Optimizer and Slack chat leading up to lineup blocks. So you could check that out as well. And any questions that you have, you can ask them on the message boards in the forums. Keep questions, draft strategy, draft recap, review, whatever it is, we are there. You can go in-depth. There's no limits. So make sure you take advantage of that. And get in a draft tonight. Play FFWC.com. We got a few drafts, 7 p.m. Eastern, an online championship. A starter full season league at 9 p.m. Eastern, a draft and go best ball draft at 9 p.m. Eastern, and another online championship at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. So plenty of drafts, different price points, different formats to choose from. So go there, check it out, and figure out what works best for you. Uh, Andrew Luck has been a big topic today because Jim Irsay went on the radio and made some comments. And you have to be careful. He's the owner of the team. He's not a doctor. So here are the comments. Uh, this is from Ursay. I really feel very confident that he's going to find his way through this thing. After the Kevin Durant thing, everyone's erring, erring on the side of caution. But quite frankly, this is not even in the Achilles tendon. It's in another area. It's a bone. I'm not good at these things. Keep that in mind. He said, I'm not good at these things. It's a small little bone. And Ryan Deem had it. And Raheem Brock, I think, had it. The trainers told me. But he's doing very well. Very excited. He's a married man. Baby on the way. He couldn't be more excited for the season, and we wish there wasn't any little tweaks at all, but these things come up, and you have to deal with them. So we don't know what it is. And, you know, they said it was a calf injury. Then it was lower leg. They haven't said Achilles, a bone issue. So I don't know. We just don't know what it is at this point. Um, I think you just have to kind of wait till more further details come out. But no one kind of really knows. Everyone's kind of speculating right now. And, you know, the easy part is to say, hey, I'm not drafting Andrew Luck. It's pretty simple like that. Uh, I think for many people, he might be the second quarterback off the board. I've had him at three. So there is definitely risk right now considering where he's being drafted. And, you know, it comes down to your format. You know, I've talked about how in leagues with 16 roster spots, I, don't, I only want one quarterback. And there's a lot of people that disagree with me. But I only want one. I understand you can play the matchups and stream each week if there's enough on the waiver wire. But in a lot of leagues, people take two quarterbacks. Uh, sometimes they take three. Uh, 
now in a 20 round draft like our fantasy football world championship yeah i'll take two um because it's 20 rounds and if everyone else is gonna have one yeah i'll, I'll have a second one just in case but that's because we have the extra ro- roster spots so we'll see you know luck hasn't really done anything so the last time he practiced he didn't feel great so there has to be concern here for andrew luck and there's a few ways to deal with it you know some people are risk takers it also depends on the format you play in you know if you're going for an overall you might say you know what i'll take him in round nine or ten and then get a backup and maybe he misses one game two games maybe he misses nothing at all so a lot of this depends on your specific format and we'll break that down a little bit more when we continue what should you do with angelo is it worth taking him what is the cost We'll talk about it next. It's full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50 to get your first two months for the price of one. And check out my updated rankings. Should be updated daily, so make sure you check it out now. I was talking about Andrew Luck and what do you do with him, and you know, I don't think it's a simple answer because I think it depends on the context of your league. Now, if you start just one quarterback and it's 16 rounds, you could pass on him. You know, don't take the risk at this point because if you do draft him, you have to take a second quarterback to protect yourself. And it's something I don't like to do. So if he's going to still go as a top four quarterback, you can pass. Now, his ADP in the Fantasy Football World Championships is 97. See, here it's a little bit different because you can still take him in that round now. Uh, generally people don't take the quarterback that early in this format because they're just not as valued highly. And once you get into the draft room, you'll see that. If you check out any draft board, if you see our ADP reports, you see the position is now valued highly. And part of it is four points for a passing touchdown and, more importantly, the extra flex spot. So it becomes more important to build on those skilled players. And also, those quarterbacks go very late. I mean, you see some really good quarterbacks going around 11, 12, 13, 14, and it's not like that everywhere. So you have to know your league scoring system, your league format, how your team's drafts. And, you know, I do mostly our leagues, high-stakes leagues. So there's maybe one, you know, my even my home league, the quarterbacks go late now. But there, there might be one other league where I have to adjust, where it's happened to me. It's more of a office league uh, my uh, a friend's former job and we've uh, stayed in the league and there uh, there are times where people take their second quarterback before we have our first and kind of have to adjust accordingly but here if you're going for an overall you know I, I could see taking Andrew Luck in round 10 because you can just back him up in round 12 or 13 or 14 with someone else and even if he's not good to go to start the year you're covered I'm probably not going to do that myself, but uh, that is a strategy that you can use. 
you know, Lux price is coming down. And it should probably continue to come down. And Lux last year was phenomenal. Remember, they built this offensive line up. That was part of the problem for years. Luck was taking a beating and was getting sacked a ton. And that wasn't the case last year. You know, he got sacked 41 times in 2016, obviously missed 2017. He got sacked 18 times last year. 18 times in 16 games. He was barely touched. And if any quarterback has that amount of time to throw, they're going to succeed. And Luck had the second highest passing yards in his career, 4,593. 39 touchdowns, one off his career at 40 set in 2014, and 15 interceptions. So Luck was tremendous last year. And then they added pieces to the offense. They went out and drafted Paris Campbell. They brought in Devin Funches. Jack Doyle should be ready to go to start the year. Eric Ebron had a big year last year. So there's a ton of weapons in this offense, which is why people are high on Andrew Luck. So, again, the easy thing is, hey, I don't want to take any risk. I want to avoid it. There's a lot of quarterback depth. Just skip them. I understand that. But if you are in a format where you are going to take two quarterbacks and he does fall, you could take that chance and find someone else. You could even look at the matchups for the first few weeks and say, you know what? Okay, I'm fine with Luck missing a few weeks as long as he comes back. Now, we did think he was going to. Come back in 2017 and never happened. So you got to take that into account as well. The organization with the Colts and how they kind of haven't been very forthright here and dealing with some of these things and telling us what's going on. So that is a factor as well. I have yet to take Andrew Luck in any draft, and uh, I doubt I will. Maybe if the price continues to come down, maybe I'll take a shot. And again, it also depends on how many leagues you play in. You know, if you're going to play in 10 to 15 leagues, you know, you say, hey, you know what? In one of them, I'm going to take the discount on Luck. I'll take him in round 10 and get another quarterback later. So there's so many factors that go into it when you're, you know, looking to deal with a a player like Andrew Luck. You know, with some of the other guys that are injured, you got to get a real extreme discount. And again, we don't know the extent of this Luck injury. It's all just people speculating right now. Even Ursay, when he came out and made those comments, he wasn't even clear. He said he's not an expert. He doesn't know. So... They've kind of been tight-lipped about it, and that's the problem. You know, it's the same thing with Ty Gurley. They didn't tell us anything last year. You know, like, we're supposed to believe them now? That, yeah, we we have a plan. Uh, we're going to make sure that he's well-rested. Like, really? You guys didn't tell us the truth last year. You kept telling us he's fine. He's fine. He was not fine. He was not fine, okay? He was not the same player in the playoffs or even down the stretch in the regular season. So, these teams are very tight-lipped about things sometimes, and uh, unfortunately, we don't know the truth till later on, and this could be worse than it is. So there's, it, it all depends on your risk-averse level, too. There's a lot of people that like to take the risk, knowing that the payoff could be high. Others just say, I want to avoid it, don't want to deal with it, let someone else deal with the problem. And that is a, a strategy to go to. So it kind of depends on, on where you stand and the way you feel. Because uh, everyone's different. I used to be a big uh, risk taker with injuries. I've kind of scaled back because you get burned by it a lot. I think if you fade the injuries most times, you're probably going to come out more on top in the end. So, you know, and I'll give you an example, the A.J. Green. I can't believe people are still taking him in the fifth round. You know, he could miss a month. Doesn't mean I'm avoiding him. As I mentioned, in that super flex draft that I did about two weeks ago, he fell to round nine. And in that league, we have IR spots. So, to me, that's a risk I'm going to take. It's round nine. 
Yes, it's super flex, so guys get tra- pushed on the board. You want to say it's round eight or round seven technically, then fine. Either way, at that point, I already had three wide receivers, which we start three. So I'll just put Green in the IR spot and pick someone up and hope that he only misses a week or two. But fifth round in our draft, no, not doing that. For me, that's just too much risk because I don't know when he's going to come back. He's on the other side of 30. So it all, like everything, it all depends on the cost to acquire, the the value. You know, And a lot of people say, oh, I'll never draft this guy no matter what. Well, at some point, everyone has a value. But if you really have a hard-line stance on that player and you don't like him, then I definitely recommend not to, to take him because – that is a trap that a lot of us fall into. It's happening before where you go, well, it's round 10, and I can't believe this guy's sitting here. I have to take it. Well, if you don't believe in that player, there's a reason why he's falling. Stick to your original gut and don't take him. Uh, you know, I, I would say like a player for me like that last year was LaShawn McCoy. Now, he didn't fall that far, but I wasn't taking him. And I kind of feel the same way this year, too. <laughs> McCoy has really fallen in drafts, and you know, people rationalize, well, he's the starter going in. And they got Josh Allen, a running quarterback. No, McCoy's 31. They brought in TJ Yeldon, Frank Gore. They drafted Devin Singletary. Again, sometimes you have to look at the signs at what a team is doing. What are they telling you? To me, they're telling me they do not have 100% faith in LaShawn McCoy. I know McCoy said the other day he's the guy, but no, I don't see it that way. Antonio Brown arrived at training camp today with his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, not practicing yet. They want to let his feet heal up a little bit before he begins to practice. And, of course, they need to find a helmet for him that he likes. So, hopefully, the drama is over. They're saying they don't expect him to miss any time, and he should be ready to go week one. But you do want to see him build a rapport with Derek Carr. I mean, this is a different quarterback. So, with Brown, high volume. For sure. They didn't go out and spend that money not to throw him the football. Now, the efficiency of those targets are definitely going down. Again, I am not a Derek Carr fan. I don't think he's good. But Brown should get a ton of targets in this offense. So, reception should be good. Yard should be good. I don't think you're going to see the touchdowns that you did in years past. And again, as we discussed, you have to worry a little bit about you know this team falling apart, not winning games. How is Antonio Brown going to respond to that? So, Brown, I think you can consider late second round. That's generally where he's going. Uh, but there is definitely a little risk there. There's also some talk about, because uh, Hard Knocks appears tonight, and apparently they probably will not get in the footage from today. The deadline is 2.45 p.m. Eastern. So we might not see a lot of the Antonio Brown arrival today. But I think... People want to see this drama behind the scenes. And Brown hasn't been there at camp, so I wonder if they had cameras on and off. And very intrigued to see if they follow it. Uh, it's going to be a big storyline for Hard Knocks tonight. Lots more NFL news when we return. We'll take a look at some news on Darius Geis. And a lot more when we return. You're listening to Full-Time Fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From- 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern, it'll be Sean Childs from FullTimeFantasy.com, also one of the top high-stakes players around, so we'll talk some football with him. You can also head on over to PlayFFWC.com to get in a draft. Tonight, we got several online championship, 7 p.m. Eastern, starter full-season league, 9 p.m. Eastern, Draft and go best ball, 9 p.m. Eastern, and an online championship, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. So head on over and get in a draft tonight. Get those values. We've already seen so many players move up and down the draft board. So if your player gets a lot of buzz in training camp or uh, preseason hype, then uh, they move up the draft board, and uh, you have to react accordingly. Uh, Darius Geis has still not been cleared to play in games. Now, remember, he's coming off the torn ACL and didn't play at all in his rookie year. Then he hurt his hamstring last month. So they don't know when he's going to be cleared. I would think they want to see him in the preseason to make sure he's ready. He is practicing. And, of course, Adrian Peterson is still in the picture. So I love the talent of Darius Geisen. I was drafting him in leagues last year before he injured his hamstring. Well, before he tore his ACL last year. I was taking him in, like, round three or four best ball drafts. And he got hurt. Now, guys, I couldn't believe, like, early on, his ADP was pretty high. It has fallen, though. Uh, his ADP right now is 86. He's going as early as 63, as late as 104. I haven't taken him yet. I mean, there's it, – it's not only about talent. There's a lot of things here with guys that are worrisome. First of all, his health. We haven't seen him on the football field in a game yet. So that is a concern. What is the workload distribution going to be? You know, Adrian Peterson was pretty good last year. And, you know, he still is there, is going to want the ball. The offensive line, major question marks. Last week, I know it's only preseason, but still, Case Keenum dropped back to pass. He was under pressure almost every time. It's not good. The offense doesn't project to be very good. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Probably Case Keenum to start, but we should see Dwayne Haskins at some point. So, there's a lot of question marks here, and that's why I'm probably not taking guys at this point. Uh, 86, you know, Royce Freeman goes a few picks later. I'd rather have him. I know he's going to play. I mean, I know he might not catch a ton of passes, but his role will grow in the offense this year. So, Geis is someone that uh, I want to like, love the talent, but I don't think you could take him at his price right now It's uh, and his role. It's just too much, too many question marks. Uh, we keep hearing about Chris Carson and Pete Carroll talking about him getting more receptions. So Seahawks offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer said he wants Chris Carson's target targets to be in the range of about 50. So last year, Carson had 24 targets. Now Mike Davis is gone. 
Uh, Penny will probably get some of those targets. So I just, I've said it the whole time, I think there's room for both these guys to be fantasy relevant. I really do. And I had Carson in several leagues last year. I had him in the beat Adam Ronis Championship League in Vegas. I think in that one, I got him around six or seven. I had the first pick, so it was on the turn. So the six, seven range. I took him in another league with some high stakes players last year in like round seven or eight, and he helped me win the league. He had a great year. So he's still cheap. I think he's starting to move up. Yeah, he is. Here we go. See these reports. So his ADP right now is 57 fantasy football world championships. Last two drafts, 44. And he's gone 36 and one. So you know, I guess in the, in the fifth, sixth round, he was a nice value. Round four, it depends on the roster construction. You know, and, you know, if he definitely can catch 30 passes, 35 passes will definitely boost his value. Uh, and we know the Seahawks intend to run the football. As I've mentioned, can they continue that game script trend? I think they overachieved last year. Will that defense be as good? If not, they're going to ask Russell Wilson to throw a lot more. And we've seen Russell Wilson be very efficient, put up big numbers on limited pass attempts. If he ever got the volume and is forced to pass more, yeah, I know the receiving core has some question marks, no Doug Baldwin, but still, uh, Wilson can make things happen. Uh, Rashad Penny, though, is basically, you know, right there uh, with Carson. I mean, it's pretty close, although he's been dropping a little bit lately. His ADP is 74, so maybe these Carson reports, as early as 63, as late as 89. The last draft, he went 89. I will take him in that spot. Sign me up. That's eighth round for Penny? I'll, I'll t Oh, that's, that's a nice value. I will take that every time. And I already have him in a few drafts, so... Again, if the Seahawks, if their plan comes to fruition like they want to do, they're going to run the football a lot. And, you know, maybe that is the question mark. Again, that, that is the one concern. But I think you'll see a lot of Carson, a lot of Penny in the offense this year. Uh, with the Patriots running backs, I don't think this is a surprise, but Boston Herald's Kevin Duffy said it's pretty clear that running back Sonny Michelle remains the Patriots' lead ball carrier. I don't think that was a question mark. I think the issue with Michelle is can he hold up? You know, he's had knee issues since college. He had the knee scope in the offseason. And we know this offense is going to run the football. And Sony Michelle is going to get a lot of opportunities to score touchdowns. My concern for Sony Michelle in PPR is very low floor for receptions. Just there were some reports that he is catching a football a little bit more. We'll see about that. You know, this is an offense that's kind of has the designated roles. We know James White's going to catch football a lot. Sony Michelle's ADP is 59. It's funny. James White is 58. Uh, Michelle has gone anywhere between 46 and 80. In the last few drafts, he has fallen. 78, 65, 80. Kind of interesting there. Uh, but I just think in a PPR format, you know, he's very touchdown reliant. Now, over the course of a season, the numbers will look good. But on a week-to-week -week basis, and you're going to have to predict that. We know how the Patriots are. They'll, if they figure out a team is going to stop the run, they'll go pass heavy. But there will be weeks where Michelle has like 19 carries, 52 yards, no touchdowns, no receptions. And that's 5.2. That is the problem I have with Sony Michelle in PPR formats. And I liked them a lot last year. But, you know, yeah, you're going to get those two, three touchdown games, uh, which are going to be great because they're going to win you weeks. But you're going to have a lot of weeks, too, with a, a very low floor. Now, the other part of this with Sonny Michelle is basically rookie Damian Harris uh, hasn't received many practice reps over the past week. So I still think 
you know, Damian Harris is a guy you can draft late just in case Michelle can't hold up. Uh, they did draft Harris in the third round. Now, his ADP is kind of high. And again, in the Fantasy Football World Championship format, you know, a lot of these backup running backs, handcuffs, which I have an article coming out on Sports Illustrated about that, they're higher than most leagues. You know, you're not going to have to take Damian Harris at 112 in your home league, but in the high stakes arena, he's going to go a little higher. Now, interesting to see, he might drop a little bit. Now, he's a guy that you're not going to be able to start early in the year, more than likely. He's going to be one of those stashes. He, he's a good uh, stash in cash when we talk about that category for our preseason pro picks because he's not a guy you're going to be able to start early based on everything the way it's going now. It's kind of just here, well, if Michelle gets hurt, boom, you put a bid. So definitely someone that still like uh, would, would keep on my bench. Uh, Jared Cook, we've been hearing a lot of positive reports from him in Saints camp that uh, he's been better than the team expected, and Sean Payton had positive things to say about him. And look, Cook for a long time was a guy that I was drafting every year, really liked him, and I finally did not take him last year with Oakland. And he had a great year. I did pick him up off the waiver wire in one league, and he helped me a lot. We haven't really seen the Saints go much to the tight end since Jimmy Graham. But it wouldn't be a surprise to see Cook have another big year. Because, again, look at the way the Saints are set up. Michael Thomas, yes, ton of targets. Alvin Kamara, yes, ton of targets. 81 receptions in two consecutive years. But after that, yeah, I like Trey Quan Smith. But is he going to get a huge percent of the target share? So I have not taken Jared Cook yet, but I'm fine with him. He's generally seventh, eighth tight end off the board. Uh, I just... Haven't been able to to get him. His ADP is 83 right now. So that's fair if you're looking for a tight end in that range. You know, I do like Vance McDonald, who goes a little bit later. His ADP is 96. So I just haven't been taking a tight end in that range. For me, it's generally been O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry. And if I don't get one of those guys, I hope to get McDonald. If I can't get him, and I'll wait. But I, Cook is viable. There's no doubt about it. So... Definitely someone to consider if you're going to take one of those tight ends in the middle rounds. So Emmanuel Sanders, you know, was fine here in training camp, you know, left Achilles 10, then he was back. So I was like mm, 31, 32 coming up that type of entry. I don't know. But then there was a report yesterday that Sanders also had surgery on his right ankle. That was an issue for about a year and a half. And, he said Sanders said the ankle gave him problems all last year. And he came to camp last year thinking, how's he going to get through the season? And he thinks that was part of the reason why he tore his Achilles. So the fact that he's back and they project him to be ready week one, to me, is very surprising. Uh, he was in full-time drills yesterday. He's expected to play in the next preseason game. Now... Sanders is a guy where I've said, yeah, you know what? I I'm not drafting him. But he is going in the double-digit rounds. Uh, 102 is his ADP right now. So for us, yeah, it's a little bit lower, kind of ninth round. But I there's definitely risk with him there. I just think people have been taking him a little bit earlier because of all the positive news. But I, I still think he's a risk. And there are some receivers that I like that are going after him. So... Really not on Emmanuel Sanders this year. You could say he's a value. I've always liked him. I think he's been undervalued in fantasy. But I'm just worried about a player his age coming off that injury. And it looks like his ADP is just going up a little bit. And to me, 
it's a little bit concerning. You know, it's not a great offense. Now, Flacco will look to the slot receiver. So I think that's beneficial. And again, I've always liked him, but still can start coming off these two injuries. But the camp reports have been pretty positive. Interested to see him in a preseason game. When we return, I'll be joined by Sean Childs from FullTimeFantasy.com. He's also one of the top high-stakes players around and powers our projection. We'll talk football with him next. Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here in his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check out FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Joining me now, it is one of the top high-stakes players around. You can find all his work at FullTimeFantasy.com. It is Sean Child. Sean, what's up? Week two of the preseason. Definitely. Now... Did anything in week one of the preseason change your mind on a player, maybe start to give you an idea of maybe I need to reevaluate things? Uh, We have seen a lot of player movement in ADP just based on the first week of the preseason, but is there anything that caught your eye where you said, "Mm, maybe I have to rethink this or nothing just yet because it's only one game? Uh, There was a couple of things that stood out right away. I mean, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh um, wide receiver two situation, I mean, I had James Washington, you know, making a step forward and maybe getting 50-something catches and, you know, whatever. But after seeing him play and his movements, and I think Juju endorsed him a little bit. So, you know, he, he looks like he's a, a clear wide receiver two in that offense. Um, probably a pretty good value based on where his ADP was. He's probably gone up about a round. But, um, you know, Pittsburgh's had a history of producing um, – you know, two two receivers that have been productive. You know, with Brown and Juju, and you know, in, in the past. So, uh, you know, I, I moved him up a little bit. And I in the Arizona passing game with Kyler Murray, I, he just the way he threw the ball and his movements, and he didn't even try to run. I was like, you know, he looked like he was, you know, a veteran out there as far as his, you know, looking at the passes. And we haven't even seen him when he's creating a lot of space and big plays downfield when he's breaking out of the pocket. So uh, I was pretty excited about that. And I, you know, I gave Arizona, you know. A few more passing attempts, which helps the value of Fitzgerald and Kirk. Cook, I mean, Kirk, obviously, and Kristen Kirk, and then uh, you know David Johnson get a few more catches. So those are a couple of things that stood out for me. Kyler Murray, right now, his ADP in the fantasy football world championships is one ten. He's the sixth quarterback off the board, so you're not getting any discount on him. Are you willing to pay that price? Can you? Can he reach that ceiling, or are we just getting a little too excited about him? I don't think you're excited enough. Actually, watching him, and I was like, this guy is uh, Patrick Mahomes with the wheels. He just doesn't have a Travis Kelsey at tight end. But if he has that dynamic tight end and, you know, one, you know, a slick, you know, fast receiver, I mean, he'd be good to go. I mean, the offensive line not might be great, but he's got an elite running back. I'm like, I, I, if I was in Arizona as a fan, I'd be really excited. And the fantasy players, I understand, you know, his – 
value, you know, being that high, is a lot of it's created by his ability to add value in, in runs and possible TDs. But the guy looks the part. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I like the way he looks, and I, I, I'm, I'd be pretty excited if, even if I took him there because I know I can get a another complimentary Kirk Cousins as my second running back. So, you know, paying the price for him early is okay with me. Yeah, and that's kind of what I brought up uh, in our format here. If you're going to take two quarterbacks in a 20-round draft, you could take that risk. You know, I kind of talked about Andrew Luck. You know, his ADP is 97 now. And, yeah, there's some big question marks now. It all depends whether you like to take that risk because you could look at it and say, all right, I'm getting a little bit of a discount on Luck, take him, and then get another backup quarterback rounds later. Uh, is that something you would do, or do you have a lot of concern about Andrew Luck since we're really not sure exactly what's going on? We heard it was a calf, then we're hearing some bone issue. We kind of went through this two years ago, and he never played. So based on what you know right now, and again, we don't know much, uh, do you take the discount on Luck and play it the same way, saying, hey, I can get Luck in round 9 or 10, I'll take it, and then just get a back of quarterback a few rounds later, and even if Luck's not ready to start the year, I'll take that shot? Is that something you would do? I think Luck, I would... I don't think I've drafted him too much in the drafts that I've had so far because he tends to get drafted higher than I'm willing to pay. But in the um, in the World Championships, he tend, they tend to fade the quarterback position if you're drafting against veteran guys. So, I mean, luck with his little bit of injury news, he may possibly could slide you know, past the 10th round. So once, he gets, once you get your first, like, nine players, I mean, the options in 11 and 12 and 13 for receiver, running back, and tight end, you know, they, a lot of them look similar with upside. So you could take luck. But um, I wouldn't fight for him inside of 10, but I'd keep an open mind that, you know, he'll be fine. And like you said, you know, you know, the, the quarterback position looks deep. It looks like there's a lot of parity. But we know at the end of the year, all these guys aren't going to be the same. There is going to be guys that deliver separator scores. So for now, you know, it's the same thing, you know, take luck for me at a discount and then just make sure I have a, a good backup. Don't cheat it too far down on the at the player pool there. Talking to Sean Childs from fulltimefantasy.com. Just got news here about Golden Tate. His appeal was denied. So he's going to be suspended the first four games of the regular season for violating the NFL's policy on performance enhancing substances. Golden Tate's ADP right now is 101. Is that a spot you would take him, or is the four games missed uh, a little bit too much for you, or do you think he's still going to be a good value in taking him in that round you can afford to get by with him missing the first four games? I, I think I would say to him, I, I just actually did the ADP thing, and I just shipped it out uh, about within the last half an hour. And, you know, he gets drafted as a, a wide receiver four, which he probably would be if he played a full season. But, you know, by missing four games, he's probably going to be a wide receiver five in value. But when he's on the field, he'd probably be a wide receiver four. And when you play two flex positions, he's going to be playable, and you could probably find another receiver to cover. But, you know, why, why pay for that when you can get another guy in that area that's probably going to help you for the first four games because you don't want to get slow under the box in some of these things because you want to make it to the playoffs. So uh, I would fade him unless he gets discounted. So 101 is, is too high for me. Antonio Brown's back at camp. Uh, looks like he's not going to practice yet as he still overcomes this foot injury from the cryotherapy then they have to find him a helmet uh is brown someone you're worried about going to a new team new offense all the drama or do you feel hey late second round uh because his adp right now is 21 he has gone 27 29 and 25 in the last three so he slipped a little bit uh is he someone you feel fine taking late second round early third or just too many concerns with changing teams new quarterback 
And we have seen without Ben Roethlisberger, Bear Brown has not put up the same numbers. Yeah, um, this popped up in the NFL Network, and he had the little press conference about the helmet and stuff. He talked about the feet, but you know what? He's a, he's a good player. You know, at the end of that round, he, he, he doesn't have to be the honey catch receiver. If he can be 80 or 90, if he doesn't be productive, I mean, I, I, I think that he's still in value. Um, most people would like to fade him, but if I if he slipped to the third round, I think that's pretty good. So uh, if I'm picking up up front, and I got Barkley or Kamara or one of those running backs, and he makes it to me, it's going to be really, really difficult with two picks to pass on him because of his career path, even though he's in a different team that, you know, he's capable of delivering an impact season, even with this, all this other baggage, and you kind of, you know, he's getting discounted already because he's changing, changing teams. So uh, I'm, I'm buying if he's falling. Last week I was probably would have taken him, you know, would have passed on him for about a week until I saw what happened. His feet clear up a little bit, but I think he'll be okay. When do we start to worry, if at all, about some of these Colts offensive players because of Andrew Luck's status? Like T.Y. Hilton's a guy we see go late second round. His ADP is 23. You feel comfortable taking him in there, knowing Luck's status? Do you pass on him, look for a safer option? When do we start to worry about some of the Colts offensive skilled position players? If you're drafting now and you're going to draft multiple leagues, I think you can take a shot on Hilton. If it's your only league and you have to do it, I mean, there's close enough value to Hilton at wide receiver that you don't have to take the risk. But, you know, for us, you know, going to Vegas in the high-stakes market, when the, when, when the bigger money is online, we're going to have a little more information. So, you know, it's helpful that we, you know, won't have to, you know, make a final decision until, you know, late August. So I would probably – it's just your risk tolerance, you know. And, and like I said, Hilton goes in, Hilton goes in the area – you know, Funches is later, and, you know, the other, um, the Paris Campbell guy's kind of banged up. He looked like he was gaining some momentum, but, you know, there's not too much fight for those other receivers, and the tight ends are kind of splitting. So Hilton's the only player that you could probably have to fade a little bit, which would be pretty easy. Which of the Rams wide receivers do you like best? They all kind of go in similar range. Looking at the ADPs right now, Brandon Cook's 38, Robert Woods 39, Cooper Cup 48, obviously coming off the torn ACL. Uh, obviously, you were very high on Cooper Cup last year. That worked out tremendously before the injury. But which of those wide receivers do you like best and why? I like Cup the best. Once I see that he's good to go, I mean, it's kind of, you know, the, the guy's a hard worker and, and he's trying to get ready. And I'm still waiting for, you know, you know, get cleared and looking like 100% to go. We don't want to, you know, draft him now and get all excited about him as a, you know, late fourth round or no fifth round pick. And then, you know, two, three weeks from now, I'm like, ah, we're going to taper his stuff, you know, either, you know, the first month of the year or something like that. So I just don't want to hear that news before drafting him. I just think that he can probably score the most. Um, he's the kind of guy who could be a 100-catch guy. Um, maybe not this year because he's coming off an injury. But, you know, overall, he brings the most to the table for me. Cook's kind of the big play guy. We'll catch what's thrown to him and score some touchdowns. And Woods is a much player, better player than we expected when he played, uh, you know, after – you know, it's a really career in Buffalo. So I think it all can play, but Cup's a guy that has the highest ceiling for me. Talking to Sean Childs, you can find him at fulltimefantasy.com. We heard some reports the last couple of days about Leonard Fournette changing his diet, taking some changes in his personal life, and seems like he says he's more committed. It's been injury plagued the first two years. Last year, obviously, offensive line had a lot of injuries, and he disappointed He's going in the third round right now. His ADP is 31. 
Do you buy into these reports and think he's a value, or is it going to be kind of the same old story where he disappoints us? It's interesting because I've had some drafts where I've taken him, and I've had some drafts where I, I passed on him because I don't want to have too much of him. But if a team's drafting back-to-back wide receivers in the high-stakes market and they're at a late position in, in four-net slide, I think he's the best available athlete, and you're trying to win, and, and I think you have to go for him. When you get in the middle of the second round, you know, the, you know maybe um, you know, carry on Johnson or Freeman from Atlanta or you know, whoever else matters. Or there's other guys comparable that you think would be okay. But you know, Fournette, for me, is probably the better player out of all of them. If you told me he was going to play the full season because he could be a workout, force running back, score touchdowns, plays for a defensive team, and he's going to be better in the passing game than we originally thought coming out of college. So, so the only reason we people are fading him is because of his injury risk. So the ta- talent-wise, it's there. He just needs to stay on the field. So, like I said, at the end of the end of the uh, third round, I mean, it's almost like you have to go for him. For me. Do you feel Tevin Coleman is undervalued right now with an ADP of 62, or is that just about right? We know Jarek McKinnon could start the season on IR. I um, just uh, I, I pretty much wrote off McKinnon even before they said that news. Once he had that that said the plasma thing, you know, it's it's become a two two uh, running back race there. I think Coleman gets a slight bump, but he's just never um, even with Atlanta. He's going to be a nice, steady player, but I don't think he's going to be an impactful player. He's going to catch some catches, get some chances at some touchdowns. He's going to, you know, make some big plays, and he's going to get his 200 and something touches. But in that offense, I think that Breeder is the one that gets was the discount, and he was the one that's going to get most rewarded for the sharp guys that draft him now because he, they, I mean, Garoppolo threw the running back a lot when he was, I mean, when they were in New England, he saw the run, they threw the running back a lot. And then Atlanta, when um, the uh, often, uh, the head coach was in Atlanta, that uh, Freeman had some big years and stuff like that. But I think there's going to be some opportunities for the running back position there in the passing game. And I think Brady is going to catch, you know, you know, fifty something balls now because I thought McKinnon was going to get them, and he's going to get the, some explosive runs. So McKinnon's the one that's undervalued for me. Um, I don't know where he I, goes in the uh, the high stakes things right now, but uh, you know, I, I expect him to move up, and if he does anything big in a preseason game, he's probably going to shoot up the airport. I think. I updated the projections last night. It pushed him all the way up to the 24th running back. So uh, pretty good value there, especially if he drafted early and some of those drafts are going after the running back. Yeah, I got him RB 53 a week and a half ago, and now the last two drafts, 86 and 93. So it's already changed. All right, Sean, thanks a lot for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. You can find all of Sean's work at fulltimefantasy.com as well as his rankings and projections. We'll come back. Wrap it up. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple more minutes on a Tuesday afternoon. Here is uh, Josina Anderson of ESPN with a progress update on 
Chargers running back Melvin Gorder. Text yesterday said nothing at all. But she was told the team recently reached out to Gordon to say he still missed and still family, though she was told L.A. was really happy with the efficiency of Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson versus Arizona. They were, she was told they still view Gordon as their number one. So that's the thing. There's really not any bad blood on either side, but you can tell that the Chargers really don't want to pay him much more. And you understand Gordon's stance as he wants to get paid. I mean, if he reportedly was offered $10 million a year, I think he's going to have to kind of settle and, and take it. I don't think they're going to go much higher. But, again, this is a situation where there was video from Gordon when the whole Le'Veon Bell thing came out, and he basically said, yeah, I would sit out too. So I think there is a realistic possibility that he does sit out for, for nine, ten weeks here, and it's reflected in his ADP. I think people are not really worried about Zeke as much, whereas Melvin Gordon, his ADP is now 26. He's gone as late as 35 in a recent draft, late third round. He's gone 30, mid-second round. So I've avoided him so far. Uh, but you see, his EDP is really going down. I mean, that 19 was about 10 drafts ago. The last few drafts, 25, 30, 35, and 34. There's real concern there. With Zeke, you're not seeing it as much. With Zeke, he's gone as early as 3, as late as 10 in recent drafts. So, you know, that 10 was the outlier. He's gone 7 and 6. But I think a lot more people expect him to sign. But again, as more days pass, people are going to get more worried we still have a few weeks to go. It's only the second week of the preseason coming up, but you're going to start to see some panic set in soon, and uh, maybe he starts to move down, although most people expect the deal to get done, and they think Zeke will be there in week one. You can check me out, fulltimefantasy.com, updated rankings, fire draft kit. Use the promo code RONUS50. You get your first two months for the price of one, and you can head on over to playffwc.com. We got four drafts tonight. 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 at 9 p.m. Eastern, and 10.30 p.m. Eastern. So head on over there today, sign up, and win that money. I'll be back Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.